Boo, gotcha. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology, candy corn, ghosts, candy what? pumpkins. What are you going to well, say? Well, that's kind of Halloween-y. Yeah. That's, you I'm, have a theme. I'm getting, I'm getting in it. I'm getting in the zone. Cool. Did I? Well, okay. I say candy pumpkins. Urban legends. The chocolate candy corn. Murder. And the scariest flavor, they had those- Murder corn. Murder corn. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's little bits of actual human blood. Ew. It is. You don't go to the wall that- Or is it just bits of human that is shaped like corn? Well, now that's probably more gross than what I said. Yeah. I was going to say they they released that one flavor of candy corn that was like flavored like a latte. It was like coffee flavor or something like that. (laughs) I didn't know that existed. It was very gross. Oh. Well, either way, each week, Lindsay and I don't talk about candy corn. We research a topic separately, and then we come in here. We, we walk inside of our house, because after this episode airs, we spend a week outside of our house researching. Not talking to each other. No, we sit outside with our backs resting against one another for support. And then we come into the show, and we report on what we've quote-unquote researched for the first time with you. So yeah, we're listening for the first time with you. And we're talking to you, Carl, or Christina. Yeah. This episode- Especially, <laughs> this goes out to all the Christinas out there. What's How are you? Hey, girl. Hey, Christina. <laughs> and well, Carl. And Carl. Yeah, Carl too, but- Carl and Christina. And that's Carl with a K, just in case. Christina with a C-H. Great. I, sw- I switched him around. Well, last week we talked about, well, you talked about Bigfoot and the dog man mm-hmm. and how they're buddies or lovers. We are not sure. Yeah. The, Recently, the jury's still out. Mm-hmm. And then you played my story, my CYOA, my create your own adventure game that I created. I did. And I realized, I was thinking about it, I realized that there were a few situations that I could have done when we redid the story that I did it. No, but you went through and we did all of them. I did all the endings. I mean, it was a trap because I <sighs> killed you off no matter what. Yes. Even if I decided to not house sit for the people going to Europe. Well, that wasn't even an option. You were just there. Yeah. So it was just a trap. You were destined to get murdered. You just decided which way you wanted to get murdered. And hey, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go ahead and find out how I got murdered the first time. It's all fake. It's all... It was <laughs> it's not a, real. No, it's not real. It it's was a story. Thing. It was a story game that Lindsay made up. Yeah. Well, this episode is episode 45, and I was trying to think if there's anything scary with 45. Being 45, maybe that's like around midlife crisis age. Maybe. You go into debt because you buy a fancy car. But it could be a good thing, though, because you'd be like, all my kids are in college. I got no responsibilities. I'm going to go buy a fancy car. What kind of car would you get right away? Right now, today, if someone said, here you go, get whatever car you want. I don't know. Probably something silly. Like something not very expensive, like maybe a, like a murdered out hearse. See, that sounds pretty cool. Murdered out and it's a hearse. Like, yeah, murder get, and murder and yeah, death. Double murder. Double murder death car. Ah, cool. <laughs> uh, I would get a murdered out. I'm, I am going to borrow that one from you. A murdered out Prius. Oh, we'd look pretty cool driving we'd have to drive separately around town yeah well i would go first because then people would get out of the way thinking that there was a funeral and really it would just be a murdered out prius following it the creepy thing about priuses is how quiet they are 
That's true. A couple of gearheads. I'd over probably here. forget you were behind me. <laughs> uh, well, if you add four and five together, you get a nine, and if you flip that over, it's a six. And we all know the you know the the three six number. Sure. That's the. That's scary really part. pushing it. Yeah. Well, should we jump into topic? Yeah, maybe. And so we to stop us from talking about uh, hybrid vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would my hearse be hybrid? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I do mean, they well, make hybrid hearses? No, but they do now in our fiction. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Molly is laying in the kitchen staring at us because she needs water. She so does need water. The next part, there's going to be about a minute edited out of the show where I get Molly water now. Okay, I'm back. Molly got all of her water and she's good now. She was scary thirsty. She was, yeah, she was terrifying. She was holding a small knife asking <laughs> us to get her water. You better get me water now or I will flash this thing around because she doesn't know what a knife is. Oh, she just knows that. But then how would she hold it? Because you and I, like, I understand like, like learning from watching stuff like dogs do. But like, if we've never, if we just use it to chop up carrots. She hates carrots. Oh, then that's how she, okay, I that's got she, it. So she associates the knife with the carrots and she's like, well, I hate this thing too. Can I, really quick, I always see all those videos online of like dogs eating vegetables and they think it's funny and it says like chomp, champ, chump and stuff when they're chomping them. Yeah. And a lot of it's carrots and like, I wish Molly liked carrots. Okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> all right. Well, I believe I am first this week. Yes. So... Last night, we actually watched a movie called The Witch, which was weird because it has to do with my topic. And I had my topic before we watched The Witch. Ah. Which the witch? Which the witch? Which the witch? Which. It was pretty good. I thought it was very good. It was it was weird, but like it was really cool. It was like about, you know, basically the hysteria of like witchcraft and stuff back then and like the witch trials. Yeah. Like if we, I think it's funny going back in time a lot. To when like early settlers were like, I don't know if they if they grew bad crops, people could like kick them out of their little village and they just go live by themselves. But like they're possessed because, well, yeah. And, and that's the whole thing, right? Like in the movie, I'm not spoiling anything, but these two twin kids say, oh, our older sister's a witch and their parents just believe them automatically. Yeah, it was a little weird back then. <laughs> like you could just say anything. Be like, hey, why haven't you done any of your chores? Oh, well, I'm possessed. I'm possessed and I'm not, but I'm but I'll be fine tomorrow. Uh I've been told. Oh, okay. Which today, not tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm fine. I'll Can do my chores. You call in witch to work. Oh, to work. Oh, I can't come in. I'm possessed by a witch. I'm a witch. Today, today I'm a witch. I can't come in. No, there's there's no way I could file all these reports. There's no way I could empty out my inbox. Okay, so I didn't know what to title my topic. So I had witches be tripping. <laughs> or I had if you got it, haunt it. Like if you got it, flaunt it. Oh, no. I mean, thank you for explaining <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Witches be tripping sounds better, but I like the fact that if you got it, haunt it is a little bit more of a stretch. So I think that's my vote. Because most of the time, witches were women. Yeah, obviously. You know what a I mean, uh, if you got it, haunt it. A male witch is called. I I searched this up like a, a few years ago. A Wiccan? I don't know. No, I guess war, it's a pre- a warlock. Oh yeah, which is a warlock. Yeah, isn't that like a child's game that you can play? Well, probably. Okay. Well, these are just a few stories about a few witches that you can actually go visit like their graves and kind of like why people thought they were witches. Oh, that's sweet. So there's a lot of them, but here are some that I really liked. So many women have been doomed and unjustified, accused of witchcraft. 
and making pacts with the devil since the 15th century and the 17th century. So it was an estimated 40,000 people executed in Western Europe during that time. That's a lot of people. Yeah, because they said that they were all witches. I mean, like, your wife messes up one day and you're like, oh, man, she's possessed by the devil. Exactly. Like, you had to do everything perfect to not be considered a witch. Oh, during that time, yeah. But the most common method for execution of witches were either hanging, drowning, or being burned at the stake. So, terrible. All three of those, pretty bad. I don't want any of them. Sounds bad. Yeah. I'd rather just walk away and, like... Wake up one night, set my alarm, which your alarm at that time may be just like a chicken. Get to know a chicken really well. Convince the chicken to like wake you up or a rooster to wake you up early. Do the cock-a-doodle-doo, but only in your ear very that's quietly. That's a rooster. Yeah, a rooster. <laughs> and get it to tell you. If you get a chicken to do that, then you might make money. Well, then you might be a witch. Oh, I see. But you get it to do that in your ear quietly. So it's like only you hear it. It's like a little chicken se- or uh, a rooster secret. And then you wake up and just leave you book it because you know you've been accused of witchcraft Uh uh-huh okay so the first one i have is the witch of yazoo Ah. so it was from yazoo county mississippi and according to the legend in the late 1800s the witch of yazoo Uh i always want to say yahoo but that's just a chocolatey goodness drink well yahoo is a search engine yoohoo is the chocolate oh yeah so i'm all messed up with my yazoo my yoohoo and my wazoo i don't know (laughs) So Yazoo lived along the Yazoo River and was caught torturing fishermen. She had lured them off of their boats to come onto land and she would, I guess, kill them. Okay. So the authorities showed up at her place with these legends, supposedly, and they discovered two butchered bodies of a couple fishermen hanging from her home. She fled from the authorities where she fell into quicksand and they watched her sink to her death. Okay, that's the most far-fetched part of the whole story so far, that she just fell into quicksand after well, she was trying to Well, is there a lot of leave. quicksand in Mississippi? There might be. There's I, like swampland. I don't... I've never heard... I haven't even thought about quicksand in like 20 years. But this is, you know, the 1800s. So there's more quicksand then? Maybe there's more quicksand then. I well, don't know. Well, I guess that argument could be made because there were less strip malls. So I think statistically... Strip since malls there was, are always built on quicksand? Well, no, but I do like the theory. Because you mean, watch your money what a quickly dissolve away. Yeah. I, and I do like the metaphor, but I think the less blacktop you have or the less paved earth you have... Maybe you have more quicksand. You might. I mean, you, you, you have more earth, so why not more quicksand? Great. So you just convinced yourself that there's more quicksand. I think that's correct. <laughs> I think if there's, I think if there's anyone who's like super smart who listens to our show, they're probably like, "Wow, what a great point." What a great point. <laughs> well, before she totally sank to her death in the quicksand, she proclaimed that she would see the city burn. What, like really quick before her face went under the quicksand? Yeah, she's like that city. You will see. It will burn. I swear. Promise. I I thought she was going to yell before she was singing in quicksand. She would have yelled, quicksand? (laughs) What the heck? Thought there was a shopping mall here. (laughs) Who who on earth has ever even seen quicksand as she sunk in quicksand? Well, maybe that was the way the authorities like stop people is they, instead of like the strips when like they put down with car chases. Yeah. Like they put quicksand moats. 
I think so. They chase them right into the quicksand. I think quicksand was invented by someone by and the it's, police, and it's not real. Yeah, <laughs> like if there was like some. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm using this word correctly, but I just like the way it sounds. Malfeasance. If, sure. Say, say this lady really was not a witch at all, and they just didn't, and they had it out for her, and they're like, "Well, let's just get rid of her." They're like, what happened? And then they're like, "Um, uh, uh," and they're pointing to each other. Oh yeah, you tell what happened, and they point to like the the new cop, and he was like, "Uh, quicksand." They're like, oh, yep. That's, oh, so that's... you think something else happened to her, but they blamed it on quicksand. Yeah, they just made it up. And then from that, from from then on, they were like, oh, yeah, quicksand. That was like always the death. <laughs> yeah, it's always quicksand. quicksand. Duh. 100% of, yeah, quicksand. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyways, she said that the city would burn. 1904, her prophecy came true, and the city was set ablaze. Wow. The witch's grave still is existing today, uh-huh. but it has, it's a stone and it has chains around it. And it's also another legend that if those chains get broken, the city will burn again. Okay. But you can actually go see the witch of Yazoo's grave. Cool. Yeah. And this is in Mississippi? This is in Yazoo County, Mississippi. Remember in elementary school, I'm not sure if everyone else did this, but maybe this is like a Northeast Ohio thing where you would just spell Mississippi all the time because it was fun to spell. Because there's so many I's and S's. Yeah. I felt so smart. I think this whole episode is just me going to feel like I'm going to feel so smart. <laughs> that you're just realizing you're smart. Okay, so, I can spell. so the next lady we have, I won't call her a witch because, I don't know, I think a lot of women just died for no reason. But that's the grave of Meg Shelton. Ah. So in the late 17th century, the people of small town, this was in Woodplumpton, England. Pardon me? Woodplumpton? England. Woodplumpton. Kind of cute. Kind of a cute town. Yeah, it is. It sounds like a hobbit town. It does. So they believed that Meg Shelton was a witch. And the reason that they believed that is that she'd be caught stealing milk from other people's livestock, like their goats and their cows and everything like that. And then somebody claimed that she could transform herself into any animal form so she wouldn't be caught. So she would run over, get the milk from these animals, run away, and then like transform into something and they couldn't find her because she would be an animal and they'd be like, oh, it's just a goat out here. It's not a lady. There's just this goat. See, if she if she could actually transform into any animal that she wanted, she wouldn't need to go steal people's milk because she could just transform into a cow and just get her own milk. Well, I don't know if she could still produce stuff. Maybe. If she was magical. If she was a magic witch. There aren't any limits. Or you could just, you know, go to the grocery store and get some milk. I think these people were just mad that this lady was coming over there. She's like. Stealing the milk. Free milk. I yeah. would for sure. And then they couldn't find her and they were upset about it. And they're like, oh, she uh, turned into a bird. And then uh, we we couldn't go that way because there's quicksand there. So There's always quicksand. Yeah. Any well, way you want to get out of town, there's always quicksand. Yeah, you have just, to go around the quicksand. Just my luck. So weird. <laughs> Um, but anyways, the townspeople got really mad and they kind of like protested her and like went to her house to be like, listen, this is ridiculous. You're stealing all our milk. Listen, milk queen. Hey, milk queen, chill out. (laughs) Can you like, what a time to be alive when like, that's, that's your, like one of your biggest issues. It would be annoying. Listen, this lady every night stealing our milk, but like, think about how good you have it when you can complain about things that are seemingly mundane. What right. a nice life. Complain about milk. 
well, supposedly, according to the legend, was not quicksand this time, but the town people, after they rioted against her, said that she slipped and fell and got crushed by a barrel pinned to a wall. So it was just an accident, which you went and rioted someone's house and she accidentally got crushed by a barrel. Yeah. Oops. You killed her. Well, you killed Meg. Now, in their defense, there have been countless times when I've, just me alone, I've been in Kroger getting limes and lemons or whatever, stealing people's milk. And I've been in yeah. there and I've almost been crushed by a barrel each time. <laughs> this least. isn't a hunky Kong. <laughs> like, do you how do you just get crushed by a barrel? Wouldn't that be hilarious? If what if they w- put her in the barrel and put her over Niagara Falls and then she broke like three records? Yeah, and then she ran and, and then like, she, she flew away. What if that's what the uh, judge said too? They're like, oh, she got crushed by a barrel. Yeah, that's right. And, and the that judge, judge is like... like what is this, Donkey Kong? <laughs> or the judge was like, oh, that's weird. Usually it's the quicksand. This is a new oh, one. Crushed by a barrel? Not quicksand? Well, huh. What was the game where there was quicksand? Pitfall. Remember that game? That that, no. that Atari game where you would like jump over the alligator mouths? They'd open up like, uh, no. it was like one, one of the first videos. You'd like swing across the vine. There's quicksand. Well, there's quicksand in Mario too. That's right. There's a lot more quicksand than you think, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little bit more quicksand than I think you'd think. You'd but think. anyways, they were afraid when they buried her that she, because she was a witch and she was magical yeah. and she could shapeshift. That she was going to turn into a gorilla and no, <laughs> throw barrels, throw at, barrels her. at people, <laughs> at herself. She'd be out of bed. She was a sad Donkey Kong. She was like, I'm just so sick and tired of this. I'm going to get crushed by my own barrel. Wouldn't that be a cool thing if you're playing Donkey Kong and then all of a sudden you pick up a barrel and like... You, you see him tilt his head and he just throws the barrel at himself. And he just slowly passes. Well, <laughs> they were afraid that she was going to dig out of her grave. Yeah. So that the way that they buried her is vertically and head first into a small tight shaft and then put into the ground. And then so she's vertically, her head's down. Yeah. And they put a rock over it okay. so she can't get out at all because they're afraid if she were to wake up or to use her power, she would start digging. So they're like, oh, she'll dig downwards and she won't know which way is up. She'll dig to the center of the earth and get burnt to death. Yeah. So they were like, she's not getting out of that, which kind of smart, I guess. I mean, got to figure out like back then you don't have for- like crazy stuff to use. So it's like put her in the barrel, put her vertical in the ground. She'll dig the wrong way. My favorite part is that someone said this to a room full of people and they were like, oh, yeah. Let's put her vertical. Let's bury a body with her feet up in the air. That'll really confuse her when she comes back to life in the grave. Yeah, they were just making it really hard for Meg. Gosh. But now, you know, what a powerful woman Meg Meg must have been to scare the people that much. She was such a good milk thief. Yeah. To for them to to bury her head down vertical. Yeah, well, they put a rock on top. And there's not really a plaque with like, I mean, it has her name on it, but it's at the St. Anne's Church in England. And the little small plaque on the rock just warns visitors that she lies beneath. Just says dirty milk thief on the rock. (laughs) (laughs) It might as well. Lousy milk taker. I mean, they take their milk serious, I guess, in England. Quick story, when I was an undergrad, every Wednesday I'd go to the base, this this sounds creepy, to the basement of this Protestant church for free lunch. 
Now, it's not like a crummy basement, but like, and they're like little rec hall yeah. for free lunch. And this lady would walk around, who's one of the like patrons of this Protestant church, with a giant glass jug full of milk. And she walked to each table and go, any one of you guys milk drinkers? Maybe uh, there's a spirit of Meg Sheldon. It very well could have been. But then I thought milk drinker is kind of a weird thing <laughs> just to call somebody a milk drinker. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. No good, lousy milk drinker. Maybe she waited to see who would take the milk and then she would witchcraft them. What do, think about the conversation you and I are having. Yeah, Molly's over here passed out. She's so bored because she's embarrassed. We're talking about... Milk burglar. A milk burglar. What a world. Okay, so my last story that I have, it's not really the whole story, but it's just a weird thing that actually happened um, in Tuscany. So there was a group of archaeologists that discovered remains to an 80-year-old woman who they believed to have died in the Middle Ages. It seemed like the people of the area were very terrified of this lady because not only was her body and her, like, what was left of her clothes nailed down to the bottom of the coffin. What? Her mouth also had seven nails driven through the jawbone. Holy smokes. To keep her mouth closed. When they did more research, they realized that people back in, you know, the Middle Ages would nail the mouth shut. It was an old custom to believe that the dead were buried and they could not possess anyone or use any magic. When they nailed your mouth shut? Yeah, because, you know, you could do spells, you know, like witchcraftery. Oh. If you can't talk, they would nail your mouth shut. There's and also... her being nailed down to her coffin was to make sure she stayed dead. That's insane, first of all. Second, there's also that belief that your spirit exits through your mouth. Yeah. In 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 certain, I guess, belief systems and stuff. So that could have been part of it as well. An old custom that, like, they did not want any part of that woman Yikes. To be out of there. So they believed that they were accusing her of witchcraft because they were so afraid of her. Because they nailed her mouth shut. Yeah. So it was pretty real. So yeah, they found a bunch of nails in that body and that's what they believed that had happened was they believed that she was a witch or she obviously had some kind of power that they were so scared of her and they believed that she wasn't really dead when they did that. Oh, like they... Nailing her mouth shut might have been one of the things that did her in. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how they prove that, but man, stuff that they medically have today, like they can get DNA from ter- like old, old ancient things. It's just crazy. Yeah. You could get, you could get DNA from a, from a, I can't think of anything, rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, from a mosquito. And then you can start a park of dinosaurs oh. in which nothing bad will happen except right? sam, sam neil will go there our buddy sam neil who maybe after this let's just call the park cretaceous zone in cretaceous zone sam neil goes there and then he you know like maybe some stuff happens he leaves and then he pilots a ship into outer space and then tears his eyeballs out and speaks latin event horizon sure it's all a big vicious circle but anyways, just to end my little segment, I have a couple little jokes for you. Oh. So, oh. what do you call two witches that live together? Traveling hood of the, nope, sisterhood of the traveling brooms. No, but close. They're called broommates. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And my last joke good. is, what do you call a nervous witch? There's only two? There's only two. I love little stupid little jokes. Well, maybe I'll have more. 
right okay after not this right one? now but oh. in future episodes this okay. is a little teaser i guess <laughs> okay what is this one what do you call a nervous witch uh scaredy cat i like this one a lot it's called a twitch oh great <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so silly but i love it do you think okay so now i'm italian yeah because the 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 alleged witch who had her mouth nailed shut was in tuscany yes which is in italy right yes yeah yeah are you going anywhere with this i don't know if i am but i was like okay i'm italian i'll start talking about tuscany and then maybe i'm trying to think of like if my mom growing up has ever said anything like now, if you if you steal any more of these noodles, I'm gonna nail your mouth shut. I just don't know if she's ever said that. So, like, maybe it's you know, like an Italian phrase. Yeah, but this phrase. was an 800 year old woman. Well, my mom is like 50 something. So I mean, so like, she knows the well, ancient 800 year old traditions. She's getting up there. <laughs> That's terrible. She's getting up there. So I'm just saying that maybe she knows someone who knows someone. Who's said, like, now you be careful or I'll nail your mouth shut. Maybe. She's getting, I love my mom to death. She's an amazing woman, but she's getting up there. I just think, like, if there is, like, these ghosts or paranormal or anything, that I hope that 800-year-old woman, 800 woman <laughs> saw the archaeologist dig her up and yeah. then just thought, like, yeah, it was pretty bad then. Check me out. I was kind of a bad one. I was kind of a bad butt back then. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of stuff that maybe you'd categorize as me being a bad butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah, good. But that's just a little bit about witches that I have because Halloween's coming up, so witches, right? Now, if you eat too much candy, maybe you better be careful because maybe someone will nail your mouth shut. Okay. You want to do a little haunted housekeeping? Yes, let's do it. Let's tidy it up. Okay, we'll be back in three, two, one. Our first sponsor this week are our special little buddies, our bespectacled, bamboozled boo buddies. Those are ghosts over our at Spooky Buddies. Our spooky Buddies over at Warby Parker. Warby Parker is a company that's making stylish fashion forward frames for a reasonable price. 95 bucks will get you a pair of wonderful, hip, spooky, a little bit, glasses with the lenses included. They also are accepting some insurances now, and they also have a kid's line, and it's very cute. Both of those are not scary. They're adorable. And they also have prescription sunglasses, which is even better than, I guess, not, not ha having them. Not having them. <laughs> <laughs> and for every pair of frames that you purchase, a pair of frame goes to someone in need. Can we say anything bad about Warby Parker? I don't think so. One time I called and their customer service, they're like, yeah, just please hold. And before they put my on hold, they burped in the phone. I was like, oh, rude. So I guess that's it. But then they apologized, and then they give you free pairs of glasses. Yeah, they said, sorry for burping. My butt wasn't working. So if, you <laughs> if you'd like to go to Warby Parker and get uh, an order of five pairs of frames to get sent to your house to try on for free, send them back, and you can do that until you find a new pair that you like, you can go to bit.ly forward slash cscav, that's S-E-E-scav, 
and start trying on some specs. They're really fashionable and cool. They're spooky too. They are very spooky. Not really. No, they're very nice. Our next sponsor this week are our friends, our deliverable, demonic, but in a, in a delicious way, friends over at Blue Apron. Say you don't know what to cook for dinner and you don't want to go to the grocery store. Blue Apron just delivers it to you. And everything is pre-packaged in their own special little portions. And you can make delicious dishes delectably whenever you want. Well, if you order them and you get home and they're During there. the day. During the day, Daniel and Diane. <laughs> You can choose from a wide variety of chef-designed step-by-step recipes every week. They have fresh seasonal ingredients, and you chop them up maybe a little bit. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just put a gigantic piece of bok choy in a saute pan and just go crazy. But if that's what it says, I'm sure it's going to be delicious. And I think that's one of the most important things, too, getting into the fall season. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on the internet, how people are really excited for fall veggies. And I will say, I do love fall vegetables. I just love fall. Fine. What do you love about it? Everything. Okay, great. If you would like to save $30 off of your very first order at Blue Apron, which is significant, you can go to bit.ly forward slash snapron30. That's SN for Scavengers Network, Apron, and then the number 30, and get 30 bucks off your very first order at Blue Apron. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Scary. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully right now you are eating some roasted squash, every single squash imaginable, while you're wearing your glasses and you're like, oh, I guess I'm eating squash because now I can see what I'm eating. And your witch hat because you're ready for Halloween. I'm ready. I actually am. I'm very ready for the Halloween season. I love Halloween. Now, we're not some fair weather Halloween folk. I mean, we live it, but tis the season where it's we, we ramp up. Ramp up during the Halloween season. What was, what that was, was that? My my, I was trying to be a hype man. Try it. You want to try one more? Just like another little cool no. tag. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we go any farther, I meant to make an announcement at the beginning of the episode, and I'm gonna add it right now. A little piece of breaking booze. Uh, a few episodes ago, we had talked about the Talking Board Historical Society and how they were raising money to get a proper headstone for Helen Nosworthy, the creator of the Ouija board, right? Right, which she got no credit for. She got no credit for. A bunch of rapscallions took the credit, and they're like, no, we did it. My name's Paul Ouija. Uh, She was stealing my milk. She was stealing my milk, so I had to steal something from her. And she fell in some quicksand. Probably the thing that would have got her a lot of money and fame throughout her life. (laughs) But she shouldn't have been a dirty milk stealer. Uh, but but um, our good friend Elizabeth Saint was posting some photos online the other day, or no, just, sorry, just this morning, Sunday morning, of Helen Peter Nosworthy's brand new enormous headstone. Good. And it's awesome. Search the Talking Board Historical Society. I'm sure you can find photos of all their stuff. Maybe we'll do a little bit of retweeting of some things, but it's an impressive headstone. Well, it was an important thing. I mean, when you think of things that are scary or Halloween, what do you always think? You always think of a Ouija board. Yes. Our good friend Colin sent us a Ouija board and it's still unopened because we're scared of it. We are legitimately, we're scared of it and we want to just keep it pristine and nice. Yeah. So good job, Helen Nosworthy, for making a really, really, really scary board with letters on it. 
It's very scary. Communicate with the dead. Whether it works or not, I don't know. I don't know either. Also, another small piece of breaking booze. Now, this is just breaking booze to me. Friend of the show, Andrew Kovaleski, recently sent us uh, something on Twitter and asked us why we have yet to cover any of the monsters from the movie Spy Kids. Have you ever seen the movie Spy Kids? No, I remember it, but I never saw it. Same here. I never saw the movie, but I saw the pictures of some of the monsters and the prosthetics and stuff from this movie. Yeah. Really upsetting monsters. Is it a kid's movie? Uh, yeah. Isn't that scary for a child? Are they scary monsters? Or are they just I, very I, alien-like or something? I don't think they were intended to be scary, but they're like, they're really upsetting. I'll have to look them up. I'm going to show them to you really quick. Yeah, that's weird. It kind of reminds me of like villains and stuff from like back in the day, like Power Ranger villains or like, I don't know. They had some weird, yeah. they had some weird monster things going on back then. They, yeah, they absolutely did. There's a guy that looks like his entire body's made out of pizza with a big blue head. They all have really misshapen and odd heads. And the scariest monsters in the movie are these people that are made entirely out of thumbs. Ew. Like their head is a thumb with a thumbnail. Their two arms, two a thumb with a thumbnail for each. Their feet, can you guess? Thumb. Thumb with a thumbnail. And they're wearing red jumpsuits. And it's really gross. It's really nasty. <laughs> That's weird. We may have to look into that, Andrew. Yeah. So thank you, Andrew, for getting us hip to the really upsetting monsters in the movie Spy Kids. See, I thought Spy Kids was going to be like, oh, we solve crimes. And I think it kind of is. But like, yeah. There's, there's weird monsters. Really weird monsters. And I just don't. Yeah, it's really weird. I'm not a big fan. Hmm. So... I have a very small new segment for our show this week. Okay. It's called, I need, but I need your help because you're better at naming stuff. I want to talk about matrixing, not the movie with uh, Keanu Reeves, but there's this whole concept of matrixing, also known as pareidolia. Is that like going into different, like not universes, but like parallel like lives and stuff? No. Oh. I think that's just called spirit skipping. Which, oh. No, but matrixing or uh, pareidolia, I had to look at my notes because I forgot how to say the word. So thank you're, you're welcome. Pareidolia or matrixing is when you hear things in sound or like when, when people think that they see a face in a window, but it's just the smudges. It's like your brain telling you that something has to be there, but nothing's there. Like, so uh, kind of when people investigate and they see things, it's like your brain wants to believe that you just saw a shadow or something, but really it, it probably isn't? Yes. So here's the actual factual definition. Okay. Pareidolia is a psychological phenomenon in which the mind responds to a stimulus, usually an image or a sound, and that's the most closely related to, to paranormal investigating, by perceiving a familiar pattern where none exists. So... Seeing a creepy face in a smudgy window, seeing a shadow figure really far away, but it's just the shadow of something else. Yeah. Um, hearing noises in static, hearing noises in running water. People always think that like, or not people, but certain paranormal groups or paranormal investigators think that like, oh, if you listen to the water long enough in this haunted building, you can hear your name. So I just wanted to, I don't know if this, if, if this topic needs to be, or if this uh, segment is like debunked something or what to call it. 
but I'm just explaining common misconceptions in the paranormal universe. The the only thing I can think of is just a bad name. What is it? The Ghost of Keanu Reeves because Matrix (laughs) and Ghosts. But like, I don't know what to, I don't know. I also, we we could just call it the- Matrix or not, I don't know. I have, okay, now that, how about Red Pill or Blue Pill? Like in the Matrix. Oh, I haven't seen the Matrix in so long. So even though this specific segment, yes, deals with matrixing or pareidolia, but I think this new segment that I'll bring up where I'm explaining common occurrences or like things that are easily debunkable in ghost hunting, maybe it'll be called the Matrix Minute or the Morpheus Minute. There you go. Okay. So this is this has been your very first installment of the Matrix Minute. A lot of people see faces and objects that aren't there. Again, sounds and static and running water, ambient noise, etc. Now, there was an artist who the the example that one website gave about matrixing was a painting by an Italian artist, Giuseppe Arcamboldo, called The Jurist. And it's a portrait yeah. of a person, quote unquote, but the person's face is just made up of a series of very small fish and uh, poultry. <laughs> but it looks like a person's fish face. face. Fish face, yeah. Okay. Could, could have been called fish face. But that's matrixing. If you're if you're in a place and it's super quiet and you think you hear a noise or you think you hear your name or something like that, it might just be the wind. It could be anything else. So beware of audio right. matrixing or visual matrixing when right. you're ghost hunting. Which I think is a big thing that happens because, of course, when you go on... If you went into a, a old abandoned building and there was no spooky backstory, you probably wouldn't see or hear as much. But if you go into a place and it's super haunted and you know the stories, you're going to want to hear or see something. So like your brain is already going to trick you into every little noise or image you see that there is something there. Absolutely. Yep. And then when when you're there with somebody else, like not mass hysteria, but you're going to convince each other that you think you heard this and then it just sort of gets to be this big and bigger and bigger thing, right? And that's so. why I think like a lot of like ghost hunters like don't have great evidence because when you're just watching it, it's hard to convince people that it's real just because you know that your your mind plays tricks on you. Oh yeah. So it's like it could be completely real, but your mind, if you know you're not a believer, you could trick yourself into being like, no, that's some, that's something else. I also think you're you're doing yourself a disservice. So maybe this falls within the same realm. This is like a subcategory of matrixing. But like when 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 you were saying when you know a lot about a location and then you investigate, yeah, and say you collect uh, an EVP. And for sure, something's there, you know, like it makes a noise, but then you think it's saying something related to the place you're in or the folklore associated with said place. Right, because like, it makes oh, sense. Yeah. Oh, it obviously said the name of the of the, the original owner who shot and killed themselves or something. But then when you listen to it, it really sounds nothing like that, but you're convincing yourself that that's what it's saying. Right. Well, because if you hear a certain word, you're going to try to connect and associate why that word was said. Yeah, exactly. Even if it makes no sense. And I think, honestly, that that's giving a little bit too much credit to a spirit or a ghost or whatever, because it's like, I don't think that just because an important figure, at least associated with a location, had died, that doesn't really mean that they're there and all they obsess about is how they died or right. 
I don't know, but it's just, it's odd. Yes. Now for my topic. So I was, I was searching a bunch of topics or I I was searching a bunch of places that were the 12 most well-known places to go to visit stuff for like towns associated with cryptids across the the U.S. But it led me. You love the cryptid train right now. I do. I saw a hoodie that had cryptids on and I was like really (laughs) stoked, but it led me to a particular cryptid, which we know is one of our friend Bobo's fa- uh, favorite, second most favorite, aside from Bigfoot, right. are river serpents. And I didn't know anything about this. So apparently Idaho is a place where there's a, there, there's an extremely well-known cryptid, which is a giant river serpent named Charlie. Not Charlie. Aw. Charlie. Charlie. Charlie the river serpent. So Charlie. Charlie Theron. Theron. <laughs> uh, Charlie is a sea serpent rumored to live in McCall, Idaho, in the pristine waters of the Payette or Payette Lake, reminiscent of the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. Well, how big is this lake? It's a pretty big lake. Okay. I didn't look it up, which is par for the course for our show. Yeah. I did not look it up, but it's a big lake. Okay. Some of the other nicknames for Charlie, which I prefer over Charlie, Slimy Slim, which is which is I don't really like good. that one. You don't like slimy slim? No, I don't like that one. It's like Tiny Tim. Yeah, but slimy I don't slim. Know. You know what? Reading it and saying it a few times, I don't like it either. Slimy slim. I think I just matrixed you into not liking that name. I don't know if that's matrixing or if you just convinced <laughs> me that it was not a great name. Yeah, I don't like it. What's the other one? The Twilight Dragon of Payette Lake. That one sounds like a book. I was about to say that. It sounds like a book. I don't like that one either. I think okay. I just like Charlie or Charlene. Charlie. 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 S-H-A-R-L-I-E. Charlie. It's like Charlotte and Charlie. Charlie. Char. Or Lee. Hi, I am Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> okay, well, let's stop repeating its name and go into what it's about. So the very first documented uh, sighting of Charlie was in 1920 when some settlers were there cutting some fishing ties at the upper end of the lake. And they thought they saw a log. Like I guess there were a bunch of logs in the river. And they saw one of the logs begin to move, thinking that something under the water was like touching the log and moving it away. Yeah. So I guess this was uncharacteristic because all the other logs were just kind of hanging out there. But couldn't any fish be moving the log? I mean, I think you can make that argument because when things are in water, they're lighter because of science and no one understands how science works. I mean, maybe so. I don't know. It could have been like a, a, a super stoked, I don't know, family of beavers. They're like, look at this free, maybe. free food buffet. And then they just took it. Or maybe it was like their good buddy, like crazy Christopher, and he was skinny dipping in there. And then he saw the group of settlers and he's like, oh, no, I'll hide behind this log and just scoot away. Yeah. Classic, classic crazy Chris move. Yeah. Scooting away. Yeah. The uh, the second sighting, so this is 24 years later in 1944, the serpent was reportedly seen by several groups of people in, in 1944, and they described it as being 30 to 35 foot long, and it had a dinosaur head, kind of like, like a, a, a big kind of dinosaur? I don't know, just like some sort of swimmy, little swimmy one. Like a brontosaurus? Or well, like... a brontosaurus is like the land one. But like a, I thought they were all like a swimmy, of... like a swim swimster. I don't know about the swimmy dinosaurs. I don't know. Think like a Loch Ness head. Okay. Like, like a swimmy head. <laughs> swimmy shaped. Uh, yeah, it was kind of swimmy shaped okay. and had uh, pronounced jaws. 
and some miniature humps on its body. Like, so kind of like Nessie. <clears throat> like Nessie, for sure, yeah. Little humps like a camel, kind of, and shell-like skin. Hmm. Shell-like. Like an armadillo? Maybe, or maybe just like, I mean, it could have been, but also like shell-like, like I think from far crab. away. Yeah, maybe like a horseshoe crab. Like so, but I, I, I think that that would imply it looked like smooth skin and not scaly. Gotcha. Because it would have said, oh, scales. Yeah. <laughs> Would you look at that? Scales. So like a rhinoceros. Yes. Nessie. Yes. In 1946, in September, which it's September now, how weird is that? Weird parallels. Uh, I know, it's so nasty and weird. Uh, the serpent was uh, was seen by a group of about 20 people, and within that group of people was a doctor by the name of Dr. G.A. Taylor. Good American Taylor is what it stands for. Oh. And G.A. Taylor, Dr. Taylor, explained that it, quote, appeared to be between 30 and 40 foot and seemed to keep diving into the water. Uh, it left small wake like a motorboat would leave, like a like a normal size normal or like an average size motorboat. It was a pretty big fish. Allegedly so, yeah, a pretty big old fish, Charlie style. In 1954, uh, a man by the name of A. Boone McCallum, which is such a great name, yeah. the editor of the Star News held a contest in Idaho to name the creature or the, the, the cryptid in Payette Lake. And this lady won it, and the lady's name is Isle Hennifer Turry. Yeah. And she came up with Charlie? Yeah. A lady with such an amazing name, Isle Hennifer Turry, was like, uh, Charlie. But here's why. Apparently, there was an old radio show hosted by a guy named Jack Pearl. And what I guess one of his catchphrases was, Vas you dare, Charlie? Which isn't particularly funny. Maybe in context it was funny, but you know. What does that mean, though? Like, were you there, Charlie, perhaps? I don't know, sure if Who's it was Charlie, like... Charlie, though? I, maybe a character on the show, I guess. Huh. I don't know. I didn't look into it because it just didn't seem very funny. Because you just didn't really care. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Voss, you dare, Charlie? I'm like, that's... Me. I, but you know, like the old 1930s humor. Yeah. Not... Some of it's not funny. Right. Now, this guy who... So that's that's Charlie, right? That's That's the whole story of Charlie and maybe Charlie's still there. My theory is that Charlie is just a gigantic sturgeon. So you've seen a sturgeon before. They yeah, they can get pretty big. They're enormous and they're they're so prehistoric and sturgeons they like hang out at the bottom of lakes or water and they barely move. They don't have scales, leathery skin. Right. They have big old heads and they can get enormous. The funny thing about like river monsters and ocean and stuff is like it's crazy out there. Like even if it is a big sturgeon like it's still a monster. Yeah, a gigantic river monster, the TV show. Like, just because it's not a Loch Ness doesn't mean anything. Like, it's still a creepy monster. I think that's a really good point you made because there are a lot of things, animals that exist today that get really big. And if I were being chased by a bear that was enormous, I would, I mean, to me, yeah, I understand it's a bear, but I would go, oh, this is a monster. It's the biggest bear I've ever seen. And then there might be an urban legend and you might name him. And then it's like, watch out for this bear. Watch out for tall what bear. What would you name him? Tall bear. <laughs> watch out for tall bear. He gets you while you're sleeping. Yeah, in the woods. Next he hates to... the color blue. Yeah. Don't well, wear blue. He'll get you. Watch oh, out for tall bear. See, look like look how much lore you and I are creating already about tall bear. Tall bear. And then, you know, for sure you would find like, how do you say tall bear in like a cool sounding language other than English? And maybe that's what it is. Tall yeah. bear. Big, big, big bear, which is the grocery chain. Yeah. 
Yeah. But either way. So this guy. Oh, great. So quick aside, whenever Lindsay and I record, we have a horror movie uh, typically of lesser budget on in the background on mute. And we're watching a clown. It just sawed a guy's head off. And he looks like Robert Downey Jr. And it's not. And he just sawed his head off. And he also cut a lady completely in half. Yeah. Like vertically, not horizontally. <laughs> yeah. When we were in so, haunted housekeeping, it was it was a it was a lot to handle. Yeah, it was hard to focus on like fashionable <laughs> frames when like someone was getting sawed in half vertically. Yeah. But anyways. It's not every day you see someone get sawed in half vertically. No. But another reason why I think it's a sturgeon is because there is this guy, Steve Carroll, aka Sturgeon Steve. Oh. Who has a YouTube channel who just fishes sturgeon. And I guess he was fishing a sturgeon in Idaho, maybe in Payette Lake. I'm not really sure. But while he was kayaking and the sturgeon was eight foot, eight foot. That was a big sturgeon. Yeah, that's it was a 300 pound sturgeon, eight foot long. And he was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure in the video, he, he, he said something about like, you know, I've caught a 10 foot sturgeon before. It took him about an hour to reel this thing in. Right. What's great. They measured it, set it back. They, job, they let Steve. it go. Thanks, Sturgeon Steve. Also in McCall, Idaho, when I was looking up all the information on uh, Charlie, it said, go to the McCall Pancake House. <laughs> it's like, I guess it's this really go famous. Go eat pancakes. Go look for a big old sturgeon. Wouldn't that be a cool morning? Wake up, go have some coffee, eat a bunch of really good pancakes in this beautiful, gigantic log cabin, which is the McCall Pancake House, and then just go hunt for Charlie. Ah, uh, the American dream. How nice. Pancakes and big fish. <laughs> that's what i say every morning i know you do and i've never known why but now i do now you do as of today well that's, that's all i have cool. just some info about charlie i like charlie so do i i think it's important to know all of our local north american popular cryptids yeah it's I, important to know i just don't ever like okay cryptids and monsters and stuff like that like it's always like people want to find this like bigfoot and all this stuff and it's kind of creepy because it's like oh these urban legends are in the woods and all this stuff but like in the ocean someone will find like a humongous albino whale and it's like what a miracle yeah no one's scared of that thing yeah seriously like it's kind of this new creature like i don't know or we just find weird stuff in the ocean and you're like you don't ever think that's like weird alien like or like i don't know well what's the whole thing about octopus and their and their dna or something they have like it's not comparable to any other dna no and they're nuts an octopus listen up earth an <laughs> octopus can wrap its body around something and not only quickly mimic the color but also the texture it can change its skin to look like the texture of stuff is it's it scary is it octopuses or octopi i would probably call them octopi just not knowing and i would never look it up and i would just be like because i like saying octopi better it does it does feel better and like you you know just like i like to say big feats yeah instead of big foots yeah octopi also you has less you. syllables and it's like i got things to do i don't have time to say extra syllables <laughs> in any given day but it's just wacky. I I don't know. Like I think there is something creepy about octopi. Yeah. Octopuses. I want one as a friend. So I don't. bad. So bad. Oh my gosh. To like go to an aquarium for like once a day for a month, develop a relationship with their like prized octopus, and every time you go there, you're like, Oh, what's up, bud? And it and it notices you from the glass and it's like, Oh, that's my human friend. See, I am obsessed with orcas. I love orcas, but yeah. like I'm terrified of orcas. They're like the serial murders of the sea. They don't care. They're so smart and they will kill anything and like 
It's just crazy. But then you see those awesome videos of them like playing with dolphins and then them like getting eating the getting, dolphins, eating the dolphins and, then, <laughs> and then them getting like sweet little pets from people. Right. And, it's just you never uh, know. Like the greatest mind game they play is like, are we bad or are we good? I would love to pet an orca and just be its friend for like a, for a while. And if it's having a good day, it'll let you. And if it's having a bad day, it'll probably bite your arm off. Which I respect because I think it's it's preposterous and i don't use that word lightly to think that any human or any animal all the time is going to be like oh pets for sure yeah give me pets because they're like i have moods as well i'm an orca i eat the liver from sharks because i want to (laughs) see that's a bad butt move right there yeah that's a really bad butt move well cool topic (laughs) (laughs) i thanks lens i think that in the cryptozoology realm yeah anything river monster or ocean I'm totally on board with. I totally believe in that stuff because like yes. I said, there's it's so big and we can't even explore the whole ocean that it's like, who's to say that there isn't anything weird in there? Because there's a ton of weird stuff in there. I would for sure rather go to Idaho and go on a hunt of bad works. I don't want to hunt it, but go on an expedition to find, if not Charlie, just... I guess, a gigantic sturgeon. Because whether I a would... monster or a gigantic sturgeon, yeah, like it's still cool. But when it comes to people who, I guess, look for those two things, the guy who hosted River Monsters, a little bit too intense for me. Would I rather go hang out in the woods with Bobo and Cliff Brockman and Renee? Yeah, I'd rather do that. But I'd be more excited to see Charlie. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of well, because you your do. chances of seeing Charlie are probably higher than seeing a Bigfoot. Yes. I just think it would be more fun to go squatching with Bobo. And it would be less fun to go swimming with the River Monsters guy. He just seems a little bit too intense for me. Too much for you, huh? Yeah, too much. Like, you you try to make a joke and he's one of those people who's like, well, actually, it's... And you're like, okay, great. I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <That's> well, <all>. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and you will be hearing at the end of our show. He's a wonderful boy, and you can find Eli on Twitter and Instagram at Eli Who Does Music. We want to also give a thank you out to the Scavengers Network and everybody over there. There's some great podcasts. You can just go to thescavengersnetwork.com. I believe so. And check out all the other great podcasts on there. And happy almost October, everybody. We're doing it together. We are so excited for October. And there's a lot of big things happening in October. Uh, One thing, though, that's very important to us, it's, it's almost been a year since we've been doing our show. Yeah, we are coming up fast. So if you've been with us from episode one or episode 45, if this is your first episode and you enjoy our show and you want us to keep doing what we're doing, please uh, subscribe to our show on certain things. Leave us a review. Tell your friends, tell your pets, tell your whoever. It really means a lot. Follow us on our social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at spooky underscore spouses, or you can send us an email at spooky spousescast at gmail.com. And we love hearing from you guys. It's so fun. <laughs> and thank you again to all our listeners and everybody that's been so supportive. Without you, there's no us. No, not even a little bit. We're just a ghost. Lindsay and I cease to exist unless we know that are we're- Are we real? Uh- Do you know? You hear our disembodied voices, but do you know if we're really there? Are you asking me or them? I don't know. Because I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) I just got scary. Yeah. Well, have a, I don't know, this guy's murdering everybody, maybe a murder Monday. Have a, yeah, have like a really bad prosthetic makeup 
Tuesday. Have a low-budget horror movie because, honestly, those are super fun uh, Friday. Some of my favorite horror movies are low-budget. Yeah, and if you haven't, speaking of low-budget and campy, watch The Reanimator if you haven't yet. It's such a funny Halloween movie. Get in the spirit. Also, send us your Halloween movie recommendations yes please that's it yeah we love to watch anything scary spooky or just silly (laughs) (laughs) so let us know we'll check it out maybe we'll talk about it yes 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 until next monday we will see each and every one of you later bye 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 Oh no. Oh no. This is horrendous. Oh my gosh. Oh man. That little measly saw is just chopping a body in half that quickly. She would not be alive. No. Wow. Wow. I mean, like, it's not done particularly well, but that's probably like the goriest thing I've ever seen in a movie. No, people have done that before. <laughs> okay, let's let's do the next one. Jeez, oh man. Oh man, he's still going. The head, I guess, takes the most time. Yeah, which seems silly. You would think like all the other bones. Yeah. Okay, ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>